0: Hello and welcome to the Royals Rundown Podcast, the Kansas City Royals Podcast in association with Inside the Royals. I am Jake Milham and I have Lucas Murphy joining me once again tonight. Lucas, how are you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing fantastic. I know this is a baseball
1: podcast. I know this is a Royals podcast, but the Kansas City Chiefs have absolutely nailed this uh, draft so far. I'm super pumped. I mean... Big-time George Karloff, this fan. Love the pick for the cornerback from Washington. Uh, you know, we turn around and go get that other uh, stud from Cincinnati, the safety. So, I'm super excited with where the Chiefs are at. And, honestly, this draft experience has been pretty cool. But I know this is baseball, so
0: we'll get back to it. Oh, no, no, man. We got to plug our good friend Jordan Foot and uh, everything him and the team are doing over there at Arrowhead Report. Um, It is, you know, it's good stuff. Can't complain at all. So make sure to go check them out. If you want the scoop on all of the, I was about to say all the Royals draft, all the (laughs) Chiefs draft. See that that's why we have to keep this a baseball podcast.
1: Although he did, Jordan did talk. uh, He did write an article about the upcoming draft and he talked about a potential uh, pick for the Royals. So head over there and check that out on inside the Royals. That was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, that, that was a pretty good article. And you know, it's, I definitely want to sit down and I want to get some people experienced with the draft process Mm -hmm. because the NFL draft and the MLB draft are completely different. They are the MLB draft is just a whole different beast, but that's, that's for another time for sure. Uh, Right now, as we're recording this recording this on Friday night, nine o'clock Kaufman time, um, some pretty interesting things, you know, the, the Royals first game on Apple TV plus, uh, I think it's going pretty smoothly so far, and it's also free, so you can't beat that. Uh, Lucas, you have any opinions on it? Yeah, I think uh,
1: you know they're getting some some kinks worked out. I mean, it's expected, but I think it's a great presentation. Uh, and then obviously we're going to talk about it. But what a, what a <laughs> way to to kick it off and and start with a bang by getting a, a manager ejected. I mean, holy I smokes! Know. But uh, I think they picked a great. One of the things I did want to highlight is I think they picked a good series. Honestly, I think the Yankees. And the Royals, I think, is a good, uh, you know, Apple TV type of thing. So I really like mm-hmm. that they picked that, The at least this game for sure.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I'm just to sound more like a nerd. I do, I do really love the presentation. Even if it's not the Royals, I've been wa- watching Friday Night Baseball mm-hmm. on Apple TV Plus. It's just something different. It's refreshing, yeah. um, especially with Bally ba- Sports did not have a great week. Um, you know, cut early from the Chicago White Sox game was like caused a huge uproar and definitely does not help their case at all. But Lucas kind of looks like you have some opinions on it. Well, I'm I'm curious how that happens because like uh, you know that day that that
1: happened, everybody's like I'm losing connection, like it's blacking out or it's changing over to whatever it switched to. The whole time, I still had the the post game going and the mm-hmm. rest of the game. It sounded like they missed portions of the game. I didn't miss anything and I have direct TV, which is tied to AT&T. Yeah. Uh, so it sounds like the people that were complaining were Uverse or even spectrum. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man, this, it is a circus show. It does sound like it's a complete botchery. <laughs> I, I don't have any idea, you know? And so with, with this Apple play or Apple TV using this uh, I think that's a, a, a step in a good direction. We've seen Amazon prime kind of take some as well. Yeah. Um And so, yeah, I mean, it is going to start putting pressure. Uh, I just, I, it's very interesting, man. It's interesting how this is a business and those are things that people are looking at. And um, man, it's just,
0: I, I like it. And it's, it's just very interesting. Look, man, the nothing speaks more than the almighty dollar in any professional sport. So uh, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more. But kind of the the moment of the game so far was Mike Matheny getting <laughs> ejected, dude. Like, that is – you're <laughs> talking about it, and you just don't see that very often from Mike. He's a pretty – he's a pretty positive guy, pretty collected at times. But, yeah, like, I was – I was livid. The, like, he – I feel like he clearly got pushed off the bag. Yeah, and, I mean – What? Yeah, it <laughs> – it's a tough play. It really is. I
1: think that's probably one of the tougher plays for it because, I mean, we've seen – we saw it before with Gerard Dyson. Dyson overslid the bag, too, and was it was a very similar situation. Uh, in this one, though, it definitely – the momentum of Glaber Torres going into Bobby Witt Jr. clearly and blatantly shows him sliding even into the coach's box that's outlined in the in the paint, you know, in the grass. Huh. So, I definitely believe that happened. Uh, it, if you, they showed it multiple times and, and Bobby Wood Jr. actually hooked the bag with his glove hand because he had that glove on. So yeah. he hooks it and then I think he would have stayed but with that like I said uh, momentum from Glaber it, it pushed him off so but man holy smokes talk about an absolute firestorm I mean Mm-hmm. But then he come flying out like he was trying to be first in line at a Golden Corral buffet. I mean that guy absolutely <laughs> booked it out of that dugout. Yes, he and did. And I think he's gonna get in. He might get suspended. I don't know if he saw. He bumped. Uh, no. You know the ref, the umpire was like, "That's twice. That's twice." He bumped him. So. We'll, we'll have to see what comes of that. But, man, Matheny was hot. You know, I saw a pretty funny tweet, too. They said he's probably just destroying his office right now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: probably so. Probably so, man. It, is, uh, it has certainly been a frustrating game at the plate for the Royals so far. But we'll talk about that a little bit more on Sunday. I mean, I just kind of like the fact that he was so quick to respond to the situation. And it certainly helps that it was a situation involving Bobby Witt Jr. So, I mean, the the optics of the whole thing is this kind of veteran, almost a stopgap option at manager, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if Royals fans think that Matheny is going to lead us to the next World Series or not. Um, but, you know, he's kind of got a middling opinion. Anyways this manager coming out to protect the future fra- base of the franchise from an unjust call. I, I think it's a, I think it was a cool moment personally.
1: Yeah. And you know, that's kind of like what I've been saying. You know, it's not necessarily that maybe the players are providing that, but with a coach that might provide a spark show that he's sticking up for his players, that might be something that aids in, you know, a, a winning streak or like, really light a fire under these players like coach is fired up so i need to be fired up like there's a lot of things when it comes to psychology i think with that type of stuff as well and i know like if my coach went out there and was sticking up for us i play i wanted to play that much harder so Mm -hmm. I, i like it from that aspect too i think he really and that's why i think mike Matheny is such a good coach for this group because he
0: is such a player's coach so uh yeah i really like that a lot hell yeah hell yeah hey look look who's uh look who's up to pitch for the royals right now who's that it's our good friend dylan coleman yes i i, I gotta tell you
1: real quick two seconds took him i think i might have already told this but i took him in fantasy baseball this year yeah. everybody was laughing at me signed him to a two-year deal for 500k was like this is gonna be a no-brainer everybody's like what is this guy doing look at him
0: now exactly Look at him now can't can't replace it, man. Well, we'll we'll talk about it a little bit more as the season goes along. I've been liking some things from him, disliking some things. But what let uh, what what inning is it? We are in the top of the seventh right now. Well, I just got a because
1: this is obviously me and you are live doing this. Oh yeah. um, National Weather Service just popped up on TV, and we have. I wish I could flip this Big Mac around and show
0: you, but we got it's coming and i don't think i don't know if they're going to make it well he is um i'm so i'm just watching the the game day cast on mm-hmm. mlb.com think it's a great tool i absolutely love it yeah um but from the speed of this like he is he is dealing pitches he's not yeah yeah Not waiting around too much yeah um, it's, it's about uh i'd say it's probably about 30 minutes away so well, we'll uh, we'll we'll see how far it gets. I mean, three two, pretty. It's a pretty good, pretty close game. Yeah, um, it's a little disappointing that I'll have to end on that possibly. But, anyways, let's uh, before the rain comes and before you get cut off, Lucas. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the Royals getting their fourth straight series win over the Chicago White Sox. Um, they sealed that up on Thursday with a 5-2. Absolute barn burner of an extra innings game. Um, it was absolutely electric. And g- guess what? That win moved them to second in the AL Central. Mm-hmm. Only a couple games behind from the lead. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot to take away from it. The batters were patient. Um, infield defense was solid. Kyle Isbell his first opportunity to come up and produce he did that absolute clutch uh two rbi hit in the in extra innings i mean look i know it wasn't a crazy important series but going in on the road beating the kind of betting favorite to win the division soundly it felt really good what do you think
1: you know, I I one hundred percent agree and I you know, I'm gonna probably keep banging the drum on this. I think the division is down and with the way the White Sox are kind of trending because of injuries and I mean they they have they've had a significant losing streak and mm-hmm. I mean the division to me is wide open and I think the Royals truly need to take advantage of every AL Central opponent series no matter what because you can you're gonna face teams like the yankees where you may not always win um and there's gonna be other series that happen obviously like we saw with the the seattle mariners but you have to win in the al central and that was a huge huge victory i think from a series standpoint especially when they were predicted to be the al central winners um and, I, you know, I think sometimes that's the momentum, too, that can build a, a, a winning feeling and a winning culture there in that locker room. So, man, I really like it a lot. I think if we can start to get a few more bats rolling, um, uh, the pitching, I think, is starting to come around. There's a little bit more, obviously, there. But we're starting to see some things. And I think that that's good that we're seeing it now. And let's just get going. Um, I'd like to see Salvi do a little bit more. I know he's kind of carrying it from a home run standpoint, but, the you know, I I was looking at my uh, fantasy stuff. He I don't think he's gotten a hit in, like, 18 at-bats or something like that. So, a little yeah. concerning for me there. But, man, yeah, this series was uh, – for me, was was a big one for sure.
0: Yeah, his uh, – I mean, Salvi, just the series finale, he, he wasn't very good at all. You know, four strikeouts and, what was it, five at-bats. Yeah. I mean, just not – I, I don't know. He's he's just not living up to expectations, but coming off of last year, he has super high expectations. So, and I and I do want to point this out because on social media, all right, I, I tweeted out a little meme about, you know, not having Kyle Isbell in the lineup today. All right, <laughs> look, we I am a Kyle Isbell homer. I understand why all of ours is in the lineup, but – Hey, I I think it was you who said in the group chat talking about like, hey, why not give uh, Michael A. Taylor a day off? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I mean, you know how I feel about
1: Kyle Isbell, man. I'm diehard Kyle Isbell fan, and I think for me, I think it's because I I followed him for so long on social media. I've, I another player I've drafted. I would personally drafted in my fantasy league. Um, so I've I followed him ever since UNLV. Uh, I think it's the way he carries himself, how he plays the game, and yeah i'm i'm a big kyle isbell fan and yeah i do think that you know he's very versatile and michael a taylor i i don't think he's should be you know avoiding the bench at all i think that there's times where he can go to the bench and you know you can put kyle isbell out there if it's a if it's a righty that's throwing maybe you can put isbell in center so you get that lefty righty matchup and um you know i just think that that they're versatile and i think that they lack to use that yet and uh, we don't see a lot of rotations. I get guys need to get into a groove. I've talked about that, but mm. man, Isbell comes up. It hasn't seen a lot of at bats at all. Comes up in a very clutch situation and wins you a baseball game, and that's that's what you want. But that also sh- to me shows you that those younger guys are hungry and they're gonna get they're gonna do that stuff. Where um, you know we're seeing some of the older veterans kind of just in, in a way it feels like they're going through the motions. So.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's we're uh, I'm trying to think how to word this. So we are 17 games into the season right now. We're working on game number 18. Yeah, and I, it's hard to hold back, not reminding people the fact that okay, once we hit, I mean, shoot, we're we're past it right now. We're past the 10 percent mark of the season and and i'm sorry but like a 10% could be the difference between passing and failing in school and it is no different in in major league sports right now if you have a horrible start it's only going to make that climb to the playoffs even harder um man i just i don't know i'm a little <laughs> i'm still on the like Hey, like sit Santana when you can train. Um, I under, but I do have to recognize he kind of has had a good past few games, yeah. Um, but on the flip side, I do have to throw your guy Hunter Dozier under the bus (laughs) because he has been having a rough past few games, yeah. Let me uh, give me give me one moment to pull up. So, looking at let's see here. Look at the past four games for Carlos Santana, right? Mm-hmm. At 19 plate appearances, two hits. batting average is only 154, but his on-base percentage is 421. And we all know how much I love Moneyball. Yeah. And what's, what's the part of all the Moneyball players? They get on base. Yep. So I am all about it.
1: Um, Well, I know that there's been a stat about him, too, where it's like he's been – I mean, he's had hard contact. It's just kind of gone to the unlucky side, and obviously there's statistics out there uh, that show that. And So, you know, now maybe with the weather starting to change, maybe that'll start to change for him, and and that's a good thing for the Royals. I mean, there's no clear sign that they're looking to move on as of right now because he's playing first base tonight. So, yeah, if he starts producing, that's better for the Royals because that – you know, that creates an opportunity down the road for, you know, maybe June. He's on, on his way out or uh, he finishes maybe out. So. so, yeah.
0: Yeah. Let's see. I'm on. Well, I have now I have to do uh, Hunter Dozier here, unfortunately. <laughs> on the flip side, you know, still past four games, 19 played appearances. He has three hits and a double and a home run. So that's pretty good. Batting average is 177. On base percentage is 263 with an OPS of 675. So I'd, I'd hate to say it, not as bad as I thought. Yeah. That's not a great overall stat line, but I thought he was doing a lot worse than that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and so, Lucas, I, I know we rely on Royals fans to listen to the podcast, but I want to give us both an opportunity to speak our minds on the social media sphere of Kansas City Royals fans. Like, what is what is one take or one opinion that you continue to see pushed that you couldn't disagree with more? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. Um, so, I would say, collectively as a whole, the lack of patience. Um, I think because and, – and this has always been my perception since the Chiefs have um, brought Andy Reid to Kansas City – Is that there's a there's salary cap in the NFL? There's you're limited to spend so much money, Um, and we've seen major success on the Kansas City Chiefs side. It's not that simple when it comes to the Kansas City Royals. Obviously, you know we have a new owner, but to win baseball, you really have to either develop through your minor league system, the way the Royals do it, or you have to spend a lot of money like the Dodgers. Well, we're we're not necessarily spending loads and loads of money. We're not, you know, bringing in the Brinks trucks for players. So you have to build yeah. through the draft. And at times, not every player pans out. Um, and I think patience is something that Kansas City Royals fans lack at times. And you you see that through social media. Um, and that's a take that I see quite a bit. Is just like, man, this player is not doing this. Or I've even seen some crazy takes on Bobby Witt Jr. And it's like, man, it's his first season in the major leagues. The highest level of baseball um, players for, that are international and the best of the best. And so that's kind of my my thing is I've seen those t- kind of crazy impatient takes.
0: Okay. All right. Understood. Um, what I, about you? Mine is the lack of a middle ground between the patients. And this is something that we saw during the five game skid mm-hmm. for the Royals is the fact that there's a difference between – Advocating for change because things aren't working, and there's a difference between giving up on the team altogether. Does that Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Like, like I mean, we we talked about it. You know, shuffling up the lineup a little bit, and we talked about that during the skid. And that's not saying, hey, we think the Royals suck and we think they have no potential, but we care as fans and as people who analyze this game, and we say, hey, look, this might work better. And we mm-hmm. want to see this team be better. Um and you know, you got a lot of keyboard warriors out there on on both sides of any opinion. <laughs> um and it's just people jumping down each other's throats on like, well, you know, you're not a real fan. You're you're giving up on Bobby Witt Jr. Or like, well, yeah, this team's done. You know, and they're and they're just going back and forth on it. So I I don't know. I, I got a little too deep into the uh to the replies section on one of the Royals tweets and it just got my, got my head rolling.
1: I think it's quick um, because it's easy. I mean, it is, it's easy to jump on and off the bandwagon and there's nothing that says you can't be a Royals fan. I think for me, it's the the level of commitment to just baseball in general. And what I mean by that is like the f- amount of fandom that you have. I think mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who have an appreciation for having a baseball team and they really enjoy that the Royals are in Kansas City. But they're they're not die hard true fans. Like they may not know every player on the roster. They know Salvador Perez does a, you know, a splash after the, the salvi splash and all that stuff, but they're not like fully dedicated. So when the Royals do struggle, they're quick to jump to conclusions and say, you know, how they feel about certain things. Um, where on the other hand, people who are very in-depth into baseball and understand, you know, the 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 magnitude and the challenge that the game provides because it's it's very hard to hit a ninety eight mile hour fastball or, or a slider that is eighty eight miles an hour whatever it may be there's a lot of patience to that and understanding like hey players just don't develop overnight and think there's a lot man and, and you know obviously this could be another episode but um, I think that's where you you really are dividing up um, true true fans of the game. And then you're
0: just dividing up like uh, fans, kind of I guess casual fans. There you go. That that's a good way to put it. But I think that's a perfect segue into, um, an, unfortunately the biggest news story out of the Royals for this week was Alberto Mondesi going down with his uh, torn ACL. Um, you know he he suffered that against the White Sox on Tuesday. You could you could just tell as he was walking off the field. You know he wasn't limping or anything like that, but his demeanor. And he knew something was going on, um, as and as soon as he hit the dugout, just frustrations boiled over, and you know he was, yeah, he was he was just ready to get out of that situation altogether. But he's, you know, he is currently on the ten day, IL. Um, they will have to amend that at some point. I believe that's retroactive to the twenty sixth on the IL, so they'll have to figure out something by this time next week. Um, interested to see what the what did you say? He'll go to the 60 well yeah for sure I'm just interested to see who who else they move around yeah because
1: I mean I, I was kind of thinking that too because the the initial IR stint was already done because they brought up Ispel back which yep. in return is for him and then they sent Singer down which allowed for was it was a Blano's no, it was uh, Rivera. Yes, Emmanuel. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, they will have to – I wonder – because that frees up uh,
0: basically a 40-man spot. Yes, that it does. So, that, that's what I'm saying. There's going to be – there's kind of some big implications behind this. Yeah. There's a few folks that are performing very well off of the 40-man roster right now. Hmm. So, depending on where the Royals are at or where they think they w- will be at – they could make a big surprise move for all of us that we'll talk about here a little bit more later on.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, I didn't even, I didn't even really think of that.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, we're, we're all still kind of, I don't want to say dealing with the shock, but we're still like dealing with the initial news of the injury. We, we all know Mondesi wasn't doing great at the plate, but he, like his, the leather was flashing all over that side of the diamond. Um, him playing between Bobby Witt and Nicky Lopez was certainly a great thing. Um, it's it's just frustrating, and I'm sure he has to be frustrated as well. Um, our good friend Jared Perkins he uh, he spoke a little bit more on the mental side of things, but I couldn't imagine like you know like outside of work like this is what i do like this is you know it's the content creating it's the writing things like that i couldn't imagine things out of my control continually affecting my ability to do to do something like this
1: yeah um i my my take is real quick i think yeah you know obviously you don't want anybody to get injured that's right. that's the, the least of it but i i would be i would be curious because obviously injuries can happen no matter what overworked overstimulated but i'd be curious to know how much he truly works out because to me his body type never really changes like you see guys who in the offseason a perfect example if you haven't had a chance look at anthony rizzo the guy looks like he did p90x his entire offseason like the guy is shredded lost a ton of weight i don't see a lot of transformation or really um, and again, I don't know his workout regimen, but I don't know to the preparation of Mondesi for a season because a lot of the time the little dinky injuries can be prevented by really taking care of your body in the off season. Is he more of just a guy that, Hey, it's the off season. I'm going to go do what I want to do, party, hang out, do all the cool stuff. And then use a spring training only as a preparation time or I'd just be curious. I really am. And I'm again, I'm not accusing him of anything, but right. you know, from someone who's played baseball and's gone through a regiment of getting prepped for a season, it's not easy and transformations happen. Like you see someone who really dedicates their time to the craft and you kind of see the development. And you know, there's been injuries that I've been able to overcome as a player just because of preparing for myself.
0: Okay. That's that's so, a great point. And look, he's He's 26 years old, and this has kind of been a cloud hanging over his major league baseball career so far. I'm sure he has to be frustrated. You, yeah. you see the you see the talent, you see the potential there, and it's just his body fighting back against him. So, yeah, um, I haven't seen anything like from Mondesi himself, like a statement or a response to anything on social media. I'm sure he's kind of just laying low and handling things as they come right now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would love to, you know, we'll probably see something from Alec Lewis in like two weeks or something, you know? Yeah, for sure. So it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm just disappointed, man. I know he wasn't doing great on the diamond. I know he is kind of beyond being a long-term option in kansas city but it's still it's still gotta be frustrating you just feel for the guy man yeah 100 percent. and literally in the time that we were talking about <laughs> probably social media try <laughs> social media on so see there you go social media just cursing more things aaron judge making it a 7-2 ball game oh
1: god and of course who it's against why like my fantasy i just why
0: <laughs> why <laughs> oh man oh, well I don't know you know what Seven Eleven. I got my I literally have a slurpee sitting right here next to me <laughs> so I think it's a I think I might have done this did I did I do this to the to the Royals record <laughs> that's awesome man no like yeah it's
1: it you know it is what it is man I mean you're, like the bullpen's not gonna be perfect every time we we yeah. talk about that and th- those expectations like you c- to me, you can't go into a baseball game and always just expect to win games when you're only scoring two runs. Like that's true. Y- you just, you can't and home runs happen. You're going to give up stuff. And I like Bubic actually did okay tonight. I mean, five yeah. innings, three earned runs, uh, you know, only had three strikeouts, did give up two home runs, but you know, not terrible. It was what three to two. And yeah, I mean, stuff happens. You just can't always anticipate to win. Um, you know, a team that I've been paying attention to quite a bit has been the the Toronto Blue Jays. Uh-huh. I just think it's very fascinating what they've been able to accomplish there. And man, I tell you that the average runs that they're doing is is well above two. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> so it you're going to have to be able to score runs with the teams that are projected to make the playoffs, and
0: and that's just how it is. Yep, and you know what? If you want to if you want to be among the best, you got to play like the best. Correct. I really, I really want to see the distance on that judge, home run. Because you got to remember, this is in Kauffman. You know, this ain't in Dinky Little Yankee Stadium. He's a, he's a hitting a homer, homer. Yeah, for sure.
1: Well, and then you know, with this severe storm rolling in, it's it's on top of Lawrence right now. So about fifteen minutes away for them. Uh, fifteen twenty minutes away. It's blowing. I mean, wind's coming in pretty quick. So I'm sure
0: that aided a little bit. Well, yeah, actually, that is a great point. Um, you know what? Win, win or lose, though, we're, we're Royals fans. We'll sometimes oh, yeah. be a little bit more optimistic or pessimistic. <laughs> but um, Lucas, I really, man, I think that's about all we got for right now. We, you know, we're gonna record again on Sunday for everyone listening. Um, and I think we're, I think we're gonna start coming out with a little bit more short. Um, content throughout the week uh more minor league updates and possibly some uh some one-on-one interviews for everyone listening um lucas you have ever do you have anything you want to say i don't man i think we covered it pretty well uh uh yeah i think we did it all all right sounds like a plan to me well lucas as always gotta ask the question where can folks find you on social media
1: yeah, head over to the Beat of KC, guys, on Twitter. Uh, literally, it's like the train station for all the information uh, for me. Uh, everywhere I write, um, you know, with the draft going on, you know, I covered who the Chiefs selected so far, and then everything royals. So head over to the Beat of KC on Twitter.
0: Yeah, man, that was uh, that was good stuff for sports report that you were putting out. So Thank kudos, you. kudos on that. Um, again, this is Jake Milham. You can find me on Twitter at jmiltheham. Just like Lucas, I put out a lot of stuff. Um, everything, Kansas City sports. Uh, getting a little bit more into the Kansas State stuff as uh, as football season is rolling around. So we'll uh, we'll see how long that lasts. But we uh, we have some pretty big guests coming up in the near future. So please stay tuned to that. Uh, very, very excited for what's to come for the podcast. But for right now, thank you for listening. And until next time, go Royals!